Hello and welcome to the latest installment of the BBK podcast. My name is Josh Hughes. I'm a partner and solicitor in the Complex Injuries Department. And today I am joined by... Alex Dubbeck, Special Spinal Injury Solicitor and Volunteer. Thank you very much, Alex. And we're also joined by... Suzanne Trask. I am a partner at Boltbird and Kemp and I'm also a volunteer. Welcome to the both of you. So today our theme will be a really interesting topic actually, not one that's talked about very often in the context of our ordinary days as, as solicitors and lawyers, and that is um, our volunteer work. So to get us started, Alex, uh, what charities are you involved in? Yes, so I'm involved with um, Horatia's Garden Charity and previously also worked as a volunteer for AVMA, um, which is Action Against Medical Accidents. Okay, busy, busy. And Suzanne? I have two quite different roles at the moment. I have one where I'm a volunteer director of an organisation called the Association of Personal Injury Lawyers. And I have a second role where I'm a trustee of the Silver Lining Brain Injury Charity. Okay, and we'll get stuck into to both of those um, in a bit more detail. Perhaps, Suzanne, you can tell us how you got involved with the Association of Personal Injury Lawyers. I'm going to shorten it to April because actually that's going to be a lot easier to do, isn't it? So I got involved with April when the government started to propose some quite radical changes to the area of law in which I work. And I really wanted to make sure that I could uh, get involved in the conversation and to make sure that uh, some really good uh, claimant uh, points were made to the government. And I could basically get stuck in and get involved with that. As a result of that, I got involved with the top team at April and eventually uh, they invited me to join them for a short period of time. And then eventually after that, I was voted in and elected as a director. I see. And, and then turning perhaps to the more conventional charity, tell us a bit more about how you got involved with them. Silver Linings are a wonderful organisation. They're a community of people with uh, brain injuries. and They were set up uh, a very long time ago by a neuropsychologist uh, called Dr Sherry Bear. Actually, it's a, it's a bit of an odd coincidence how I got involved with them because uh, one of my colleagues in the brain injury team, uh, Laura Barlow, she lived near where their head office was, uh, got to hear about them, uh, and we had all had a conversation together, and we talked about how we could help them. And it started off with us offering uh, a central London, London meeting space for them. So it was a really great matchup of something we could offer to help them and a need that had arisen for them. Fantastic. And Alex, um, tell us a bit more about how you got involved with Horatio's Garden. Sure. So Horatio's Garden is an amazing charity. Um, they build and maintain gardens, fully wheelchair accessible, um, in fact, hospital bed accessible gardens in spinal cord injury centres across the UK. I got to know them through the work that I do um, and, and I've been sort of helping them in various um, guides for a good number of years. When the lockdown, when the COVID pandemic started, I was thinking about ways of doing things slightly differently and doing doing things other than sort of you know uh, law legal work but um, um, so I approached them and uh, they have just opened a new garden in Stanmore and they were looking for volunteers um, so I um, signed up and uh, started volunteering there. Fantastic. I think you raise a really interesting point there as well. I think all of us who are involved with various charities have seen the impact of COVID on our involvement and 
particularly the, the members and service users of those charities. Suzanne, in terms of silver linings, what, what impact have you seen on the day-to-day there? In terms of the pandemic? Yeah. Gosh, it's, it's so widespread. Obviously, it's affected us all, uh, and we were all isolated in our own ways, and we all have our own uh, very unique experiences of the pandemic. I think for people with brain injuries in particular... Uh, who may or may not have uh, a good support system around them. It led to in- huge amounts of increased isolation um, challenges for people's mental health. I think it was very, very difficult. I think one of the benefits of Silver Linings was that we we were we were moved quite quickly to adapt our services to de- to show that we could still have that community from people's homes. So we were able to embrace technology, and all of us had a very steep learning curve in terms of learning all about uh, all the different programs to use to talk to each other on a screen. Some of our members didn't have the technology; they didn't have a phone that they could see uh, use video on or a laptop. So we had to help lots of different people. So we all saw inside people's homes for the first time, and I think it really did actually bring people quite a a lot closer and what we did is we actually created a a program of events that were operating five days a week through the whole of that time period and it sort of built up over time and we all set up um, meetings and interest groups around what we wanted to talk about hobbies and so on to to keep people going I think Um, I mean I I had uh, uh, I think it was a community for me as much as for anybody else in that group. And I set up, and this is good because it links to the hobbies that you have yourself. I set up a, a crafting um, group, which still meets every Monday at one o'clock. And I set up a, a sort of spin-off knitting group. We all now combine together to be part of a, a greater crafting group. And the friendships that have arisen as a result of that meeting on a Monday are, are incredible. And I'm still meeting people face-to-face for the first time that I've spent it was two years talking to uh, and we, we have a great time so I think it's really really been positive in terms of creating relationships absolutely I think dealing with the isolation that, that flows from being locked up um, is massive both in terms of um, as personally as a, as a firm as well we've, we've, we've tackled a lot of those issues and you know even more importantly uh, how we deal with that within charities as well so okay you're clearly hugely busy in your day-to-day work as solicitors the question that comes to my mind is how on earth do you fit in that balancing with your volunteering, the demands of volunteering perhaps? Alex, perhaps you could tell us. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I must admit it, it can be challenging, but it's also the, the, the benefits that, that we gain from being there. Certainly speaking from my own experience, you know, since I started volunteering, it's, it, it has been crazy times and sort of trying to combine working whilst getting to the charity and, you know, catching up on emails and, and, and things on the way back. But I, I think I'll, I'll go back to the, the fact that, you know, what we gain from it personally, but also seeing the benefit that we can uh, bring to the charities and the people that benefit from it. Um, in Horatius Garden's case, it's uh, people with spinal cord injuries who often during the pandemic had no family visitors. And so they really just relied on us and conversations with us and seeing what we're doing and, you know, kind of learning and going through this journey with us, learning new skills uh, as, I've, as I've learned, I, I've done. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. And yes, it's, it's, Time consuming. You're also trying to balance being a mum to young children as well. I yes. think it's probably worth that. And, 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 and that's that's another thing that they they know about this aspect of my uh, work, and they love it. You know, every time 
I, I go out. The question always is, Mummy, are you going to Horatio's garden again? Um, so th they're equally excited about it. And, and yes, whilst it does take a bit of time, um, it, it is quite a bit of commute to get there. Okay. Um, it's it's just so positive, you know. Um, I, I honestly don't know how I would have done without it. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay, moving on. I've, I've got a, perhaps a controversial question, which is, a cynic might say that given your respective roles as solicitors acting for those who've, in, who've been seriously injured in accidents, your volunteering is perhaps less about connecting with those charities and their members and more about perhaps generating clients. How would you respond, Suzanne, to that? I think working with charities is something I've always been passionate about. And actually, I think it's an incredibly important part of our role to support not only those people who have compensation claims, but also other people affected with very, very similar challenges with fewer resources, more difficult situations. I, I can't imagine a situation where I wouldn't want to help those people as well. So it, it's a way of contributing, but it's also to support those charities that we know that are very much valued by our client group. So actually we know the good work they do and we want to help give back. We really do. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to um, completely agreeing with Suzanne there um, on those things. And, and you know, going back to what I said before, that in addition to seeing the benefits that those charities bring um, to, to, you know, uh, people that benefit from their work, it's also volunteering has a massive impact on the volunteers in a kind of personal mm. way, certainly uh, in my case, I, I've benefited a lot, um, and you know, COVID's been a challenging time for us all, um, and it made things so much easier. And I've made new friends, which I didn't think would happen. And, and there's also the fact that we work with charities, and, and it is a time commitment. And the charities that I've worked with, um, the, the relationship has been going on for a number of years, and we've done various things and it's certainly not about attracting work um, often the things I do has nothing to do with you know meeting clients I go there and clean windows so <laughs> that and that's equally therapeutic so yeah fantastic thank you very much so that's my controversial question out of the way perhaps we can finish because we're running out of time a little bit Suzanne can you give us a highlight of um, you know a volunteering position you've you've held or an experience you've experienced I was really torn about this because I have a couple of Really uh, incredible highlights. Um, I'm going to use one that actually happened during the pandemic. So I started up my group, and I'm not the best knitter in the world, but I give it a good go. And I, I started up a group because I, I knew that there was interest in it. And a lady joined uh, the group, um, and she used to run uh, a shop, actually, to do with making things. And she was very much into crafts, and she was a professional, very experienced at it. And she, as a result of having a stroke, had lost those skills and was unable. She just didn't understand how to start. So she joined the group several weeks into me uh, having a very bad attempt at trying to knit a scarf with everybody else. And I was teaching her how to start uh, and cast on um, and I just watched how those natural skills returned again. And she just went and developed her own style. And she was remembering some of those things that the stroke had taken away. And it was incredible to see her then go on. She knits jumpers and is going back to a <laughs> skill that she really has a huge passion for. And she she's so grateful to me for that. And I mean, it, I treasure that experience during oh, lockdown. How so lovely. That was lovely. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much, Suzanne. Do tune in next time for our next episode.